Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. A key component of human life is enlightenment, the awakening from the darkness of deception into the light of truth. The so-called Great Awakening has really been going on forever. And before MAGA and QAnon, the consensus was that the banks were at the top of the criminal pyramid structure. And while many of us assumed that a hidden hand was pulling their strings as well, we realized that their main goal was a digital currency and a cashless society. It was the subject of several documentaries. The ultimate goal that these people have in mind is the goal to um, create a one-world government run by the banking industry, run by the bankers, right? There'll be no more cash. And this is getting me straight from Rockefeller himself. This is what they want to accomplish. And all money will be in your chips. And if you're like me or you, and you're protesting what they're doing, they can just turn off your chip. And you have nothing. You can't buy food. You can't do anything. It's total control of the people. And that chip's connected to a database that has your purchasing records, what you do, what everything, you sell. Everything is in there. And it was also commonly discussed that they'll likely use Big Pharma to get us there. Yes, there have been corrupt empires. Yes, they manipulate. Yes, there are secret societies. Yes, there have been oligarchies throughout history. And yes, today, in 2002, there is a tyrannical organization calling itself the New World Order, pushing for worldwide government, a cashless society, open borders, total and complete tyranny. And by creating open borders where there's no national sovereignty and only global bodies that control all the resources, by centralizing and socializing health care, the state becomes God, basically, when it comes to your health. And then by releasing diseases and viruses and plagues upon us, we then basically get shoved into their system. But now it's as if everyone has just accepted it and found something else to fight about because the cashless society is being rolled out right now and very few people seem bothered by it. In November of 2019, right before COVID, the Institute of Politics at Harvard Kennedy School had a live tabletop exercise called Digital Currency Wars, which looked at how the United States can continue to leverage economic power in a world of national digital currencies such as the Chinese digital yuan, which is already heavily competing in trade against the U.S. dollar and seems to be at the forefront of centralized digital currencies. And it has an expiry date. If you don't spend it by then, it becomes worthless, so people can no longer save money. The Bank of International Settlements has announced that the central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations and will have technologies to enforce it. The Central Bank of Brazil is planning to launch their centralized digital currency in 2024. Israel is about to launch theirs and the Bank of England is now preparing a UK digital currency. Italy's new Prime Minister Maloney is speaking out against the cashless society, but she seems to stand alone on the world stage. In the Federal Reserve's digital currency scheme, 
It appears that Hedera and Quant will be used on the technology side. They are already connected to everything. The cashless society is here, but everyone is talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. The goal was never to put an old senile puppet into the presidency to run havoc. The goal was to create a cashless society. And so while bringing Joe Biden to justice may feel like a victory, the tyrants are still getting exactly what they wanted. And once it's all said and done, then who will save you? And if you're like me or you, and you're protesting what they're doing, they can just turn off your chip. And you have nothing. You can't buy food. You can't do anything. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, folks, like ever, you can find and share that video on band.video and infowars.com on the eve of a cashless society, a.k.a. on the eve of the mark of the beast. Stay with us, folks. Special broadcast. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Thanks so much for being here with us this morning. It's going to be a good show today. We're going to open up the phone lines real early today and take phone calls uh, throughout the show. Again, asking the question, what was the biggest story of the year? We'll go through some of your suggestions from last time that we asked this prompt of our callers just so we can avoid doubling up. But I really want to know what, what are some, what are some missed stories? What are some stories that have just flown under the radar that we've forgotten about that were huge stories at the time and then faded quickly from memory? I really want to get your suggestions for that as we head into the long Christmas weekend. We are going to be off tomorrow and Monday, so we'll be playing a rebroadcast of this show and yesterday's show with uh, some sp- special little inserts as well, so be sure to tune in, but we're all going to take a little break for uh, for Christmas and uh, enjoy time with our friends and family, as we hope you are as well. Lots of stuff to talk about today, though. We've got lots of videos, especially from the Cary Lake lawsuit, uh, the trial taking place in Arizona right now. In fact, that's in our Daily Dispatch. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 22nd of December, 2022. Cary Lake trial reveals 42.5% improper ballots in examination. Testimony points to voter disenfranchisement. Pretty incredible stuff. Just one of the many shocking revelations from this trial, and we'll show you lots of videos from this and talk about it quite a bit in today's show. Ballots reviewed in Wednesday's examination of ballots cast in Maricopa County for November's gubernatorial elections were not valid. According to Republican candidate Carrie Lake's legal team, a tweet from the Lake War Room said that 48 out of 113 ballots reviewed during the examination were 19-inch ballots produced on 20-inch paper. Oh, oopsies. Oh, oopsie daisy. Oh, whoopsies. We screwed up the entire election. Oh, darn it. It happened at this crucial time, at this crucial location. Ah, shoot. The one you were going to lose until that happened. Darn it. Isn't that, yeah, it's just terrible how that happens. Terrible coincidences in our election system. Gosh, this one inch discrepancy can cause chaos. 
or caused chaos on election day, causing the mass rejection of these votes as they were attempted to be read through the tabulators. The Kerry Lake War Room wrote on Wednesday as the former broadcast legal broadcaster's legal team seeks to prove that the election tampering took place, leading to the victory of her opponent, Katie Hobbs. And again, we will uh, return to this and show you lots of videos of testimony on both sides, and you get a pretty clear view of what's actually happening, what actually happened that day. Meanwhile, House GOP locates emails, text showing Pelosi office directly involved in failed January 6th security. See, this is the type of thing that would have been revealed if this was a real trial rather than a show trial that took place with the January 6th committee. Not only would you have had all of the uh, Trump side of the aisle you know, called to testify and forced to provide evidence, but maybe the uh, – Defense would have also been able to put on some sort of you know, stand at the trial, but I guess we're having to do this sort of piecemeal, but it's still coming together. House Republicans gathered a trove of text and email messages showing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office was directly involved in the creation and editing of the Capitol Security Plan that failed during the January 6, 2021 riot, and that security officials later declared they'd been denied again and again the resources needed to protect the, one of the nation's most important homes of democracy. Pretty incredible stuff. The internal uh, communications were made public Wednesday in a report compiled by Rep. Republican representatives Rodney Davis, Jim Banks, Troy Niels, Jim Jordan, Kelly Armstrong. It encompasses the results of months of investigation they did of evidence that had been ignored by the Democrat-led January 6th committee. The lawmakers were authorized by House Minority Leader uh, Kevin McCarthy to do their own probe. The report concludes that the Capitol was left vulnerable on January 6th as a result of failures by the Democratic leadership of the House and law enforcement leaders in the Capitol Police who allowed concerns about the, quote, optics of having armed guards and National Guardsmen visible to the public to override the need for enhanced security. So just just so we're just so we're clear here, the uh, Democrats were the ones in charge of Capitol security. So, I mean, just. It's really wild. It's really wild. You know, there's always this idea of two realities playing on one on one screen. It's how it was popularized by uh, Scott Adams on Twitter. I saw him post yesterday. Like in one reality, the vaccines were perfect and worked well and saved millions of lives. In the other reality, they're dangerous and are killing people. I guess there's just two. Re- I guess these are irreconcilable. Well, one of them is a lie, right? One of them is false. One of them is a lie. One of them is tangibly f- fabricated, complete just falsification. The other is the reality. The other is the truth. There, there aren't two realities. There's one reality and there's a fantasy. So just like the COVID vaccines or just like COVID itself, just like January 6th, there's not two realities. There's the reality and the fantasy. The reality is that January 6th was a 99.9% peaceful protest in which the only people murdered were those killed by the police, the peaceful unarmed protesters who were murdered at point blank range. And the entire thing was orchestrated and allowed to happen by police standing there with the open door, high-fiving protesters going in, not even trying to prevent them from entering. See, that's the reality of what happened. Peaceful protest, no big deal. They didn't burn the Capitol down. They didn't murder anybody. Nobody died. And by the way, the protest itself was predicated on reality. It was predicated on the 
falsification of the 2020 election through the change of the mail-in ballot system and et cetera, et cetera. We can get into it. The false reality, the fantasy is that this was some sort of singular, unique, violent insurrection, overthrow, coup, Pearl Harbor, 9-11 catastrophe of unprecedented importance, right? So one of those is real. One of them is the fabricated media creation. Just just so we're getting a hand on this. And again, we'll revisit that later in the show as well. Meanwhile, uh, of course, the biggest story of, of the day, I mean, really a, a, an incre- a once-in-a-lifetime event we all get to be witness to, Zelensky address, uh, address meets divided House GOP preparing to grab purse strings. So of course, this was Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky braving the crime-ridden streets of Washington, D.C. before returning to the relative safety of a war zone. In this case, giving a speech in his pajamas and demanding more money, more money, more money. We need more money. You have to give us more money. What the purpose of this is and why exactly we are uh, responsible for this, nobody even bothers to ask. But again, we'll revisit that a little bit later and talk about exactly what the response is to this uh, Zelensky I don't know. I don't know if it's begging or if it's shaking down, but he's getting his money one way or another. Can't be bothered to put a tie on. Still has to look like he's on the front lines, even though he's never been on the front lines. But that's all right. That's all right. He's just some sort of gremlin wearing pajamas. You can just imagine an, uh, you know, a goblin from Lord of the Rings, but dressed in a green tracksuit. Just like, you give us money. <laughs> Everybody's like, yay. We'll raise the flag of Mordor. Yay. Meanwhile, quote, unexpected mRNA vaccines increase risk of contracting COVID-19. Each booster shot raises risk even more in a study of 51,000 Cleveland Clinic workers. Yeah, I guess you could call that unexpected. I guess it's a little bit unexpected when you have a vaccine that the whole world is telling you you have to take, demanding you take without looking at what's in it or actually testing its efficacy a little bit unexpected that that vaccine actually makes you more likely to get covid yeah i guess that's unexpected a little bit unexpected like when you throw water on fire and it somehow gets bigger well that wasn't expected right yeah about as about as unexpected as your dog talking i don't know i mean yeah i guess it's unexpected Again, we'll revisit this a little bit later as well, but but moving on for our Daily Dispatch here. Another just major story. Finally, the liberals did it. They finally got Trump's income tax return, and they're shocked that he paid $0 in income tax in 2020. Absolutely incredible. Uh, that is actually because he lost money in 2020, and uh, usually don't pay taxes on money that you've lost. Uh, yeah, he also forfeited his uh, salary, so that was... Um, you know, a couple hundred thousand right there given back to the government. But uh, you would think that a corrupt person wouldn't lose money while in office. Uh, but then again, these people are insane and nothing they believe comports with reality. I have an extremely important message to all of my fellow info warriors here in the United States and around the world. We are so excited to announce InfoWars MD. It turns out the top company in the U.S. for supplements is owned by a patriot. And it turns out they're willing to give us deals that no one else is getting because they want to support InfoWars and keep us on the air. This deal has been a year in the making, and finally the products are being brought to market. Up to 50% off what you get on top national brands that are the highest rated under the InfoWars label, InfoWars MD, 
exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Check out the first of 10 new products at InfoWarsStore.com. Whether it's turmeric or whether it's joint care or whether it is super greens, we have them all at InfoWarsStore.com under the banner of InfoWarsMD. This is the best deal out there, and it keeps InfoWars on the air. InfoWarsMD. Because you want it, here's another one just for you. Because without you, it would truly be a blue Christmas. But thank God that we have you. All of us, awakening and vibrant souls all over the earth. It's your love, our love, that makes all of this possible. And if you feel like showing us some love today and help keep us on the air, you can do so at InfoWarsStore.com. Products that will make your life better and allow us to keep broadcasting free worldwide. We are all in this together, through thick and thin. On behalf of the whole crew, we love you, and we thank you for your support. to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Snow is glistening. We have a lot of stuff to cover today. We'll start off with what happened Yesterday in the Cary Lake trial, it will continue today at around 8.30. I think it's an hour from now, uh, Arizona time. Pretty stunning revelations made in the first day. Again, I don't, I don't know if anything's going to come of this, but it is nice actually having a day in court rather than just the claims being made by one sign being utterly and completely ignored while the mainstream media baselessly called them conspiracy theorists and extremists for daring to just demand that their votes be legitimately counted. Of course, from the Daily Dispatch from Postmillennial, Kerry Lake trial reveals 42.5% improper ballots in examination. Testimony points to voter disenfranchisement. So they took a random sample of ballots, 113 of them, and found that 48 of them were 19-inch ballots produced on 20-inch paper. This one-inch discrepancy can cause chaos on Election Day, causing the mass rejection of these votes as they were attempted to be read through the tabulators. The Kerry Lake War Room wrote on Wednesday, as the former broadcaster's legal team seeks to prove the election tampering took place, leading to the victory of her opponent, Katie Hobbs. That's 42.5% illegal ballots in their random samples. The election was completely illegitimate, the Lake War Room quote tweeted. The defense is arguing that even if what Lake's team is claiming was true, the ballots would be tabulated later on and the votes would still be counted. In another tweet, they wrote, this is how disenfranchised Maricopa County voters on Election Day – this is how they disenfranchised Maricopa counties on Election Day – The ballots were designed to be unable to be read through these machines. This wasn't an error. It was malice. The process worked exactly as they intended it to. The race between Hobbs and Lake was decided by less than 18,000 votes, with the Democrat candidate winning 
uh, yeah, we don't need to go over the exact numbers, but less than 18,000 votes. The court put forward by Lake's team con- uh, by Lake's team contest her loss. The counts were thrown out by Maricopi Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson with eight being tossed while two counts were allowed to proceed. These counts deal with the alleged intentional misconduct. Lake told Turning Point USA's America Fest on Tuesday that this marked a huge win for her legal team, saying we got great news. We're taking these bastards to trial, adding that Hobbs would take the stand in the trial. It was later announced that Lake's attorney, by Lake's attorney, that they had withdrawn the subpoena for Hobbs to testify. The Maricopa County, Maricopa County wants you to believe they're so incompetent that all of the problems on Election Day can be written off as mistakes. <laughs> you know you're not in a good position when you're like, no, trust me, I'm just terrible at this. No, no, no. <laughs> believe me, it wasn't on purpose. I'm just really bad at my job. Like, I have one thing to do every four years, and I cannot do it. I am just uh, complete incompetent. I mean, I, I should not be working here. I should be working at McDonald's. <laughs> I can maybe handle the the milkshake machine, but I mean, in charge of voting? No, I'm an idiot. I'm really stupid. Trust me, that's all that's going on here. That's all that's happening. There's no, there's nothing, you know, uh, devious going on. I'm just real dumb, guys. I'm just real bad at what I do. The only thing I do, the one thing I'm supposed to do every two to four years. I just can't do it. I'm bad at it. But it wasn't on purpose. I'm just stupid. That's their argument. That's essentially that's their argument. 1920, is that a, is there a difference? <laughs> you think I can count to 20? Believe me, I'm a Democrat. I can't, I mean, come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Maricopa County wants you to believe they're so incompetent. They can be all be written off as mistakes. Would that make it any better? Is the election better run by clowns and not crooks? This was no accident, and we're done with the circus. The Lake War Room would go on to tweet. Of course, that's not really an excuse. I mean, it doesn't work on any other facet of American life. You still, you know, go to prison if you accidentally shoot somebody versus meaning to kill them. It's a different charge, but you still go to prison for a little while. And that should be the same thing here. Uh, Also from Just the News, top Maricopa election office Offices couldn't reconcile 15,000 disparity in outstanding votes. This according to an internal email recently disclosed internal communications between top election officials in Arizona's Maricopa County in the immediate aftermath of Election Day reveal they struggled to reconcile a discrepancy of almost 16,000 in outstanding ballot totals. The governor's race in Arizona was decided by a margin of just over 17,000 votes. Maricopa County was plagued by numerous issues with ballot machines at many of its vote centers on Election Day, resulting in delays and long lines. And again, we'll, we'll go to videos of the testimony from yesterday, probably in the in the next segment. But you know, there's a, a certain point where coincidence becomes suspicious, right? Where there's just there's just too much coincidence here or there. If you remember in 2020, there were like five states that the Democrats were very eager to tell everyone that they had to go out and vote. The, these were the the five states that it really mattered, and there were certain population centers in those states that were absolutely necessary for the Democrats to win. You get those those five population centers in those five states and you you win the whole shebang and it just happened to be those five states and those five population centers that had so much trouble on election night oh it was it was places like georgia remember i I used to show the most perhaps egregious example was um Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga made a video where she just is like, these five states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, like you mentioned the five states, and it just, it just happened to be those five states and no others that had massive difficulties on election night. She's like, what are the odds? What are the odds? 
I can't even calculate it. I mean, if it was just one state, it'd be one in 50, right? But for those five states, just those five states and no others to have massive problems on election night, and they happen to be just the five states that the Democrats themselves were announcing they were the ones that they needed to win. I mean, at a certain point, it goes beyond coincidence and enters into the realm of conspiracy. This level of suspicion should be rising. So same thing happened here, right? It was Arizona, very important state for the Democrats to have control of with the border, with the fact that it's somewhat purple and could help decide the uh, presidential you know, campaign. It was where Kerry Lake was – fought a really you know, hard fight and was really doing super well. And it just so happened that that was the state where everything uh, went to crap and it was the most you know, populous centers there that suddenly you had to wait four or five hours in line just to vote, which not everybody can do. I mean this is literal disenfranchisement. They'll cry all day about voter ID as if that disenfranchises anybody at all. It, it doesn't, right? That's just a, a ridiculous claim that they like to make because they don't want voter integrity. Like that's it. They just don't – they don't want anybody to be able to shore up the voting system and so they look around at each other and go, uh, do we call it anti-Semitic? I don't know. Do we call it – we can call it racist. We call it, but isn't that kind of racist itself saying black people can't get IDs? I guess, but we'll just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Just call it racist anyway and claim that demanding voter ID is somehow disenfranchising people. What really disenfranchises people is when uh, they can't vote on election day. When they go to vote on election day and all of the machines are broken and they're told to go somewhere else and they go to that other place and the machines are broken there and they go to a third place and the machines are broken there and then the day's over and they can't vote. That's disenfranchisement. So whether it was an accident or whether it was on purpose, the Maricopa County officials disenfranchised possibly tens of thousands of their own citizens just coincidentally on the most important election of their lives and this very important uh, swing state, uh, you know, necessary to win state for the democrats so uh, coincidence or conspiracy i think you know where my brain tends to go and we'll get into this again show you some more videos on the other side we'll also open up the phone calls don't go anywhere folks this is the american journal it's hard to believe sometimes that we are still live on air broadcasting free worldwide and it seems quite real that things can change in an instant Things are getting very weird, and it's definitely more difficult than ever to even know what's going on. But we'll keep doing our best so long as you keep us on the air. And you can do that now at InfoWarsStore.com. Help us clear out our stock of bodies, turmeric, vitamin C with zinc, and alpha power. Turn those shady Federal Reserve notes into the highest quality supplements available while they still last. Now... With free shipping. We thank you for your support and we wish you a very peaceful, happy, and Merry Christmas. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. There's some videos now of what happened yesterday in the trial that Carrie Lake is bringing against 
Arizona election officials who either, I mean, at this point, the only option is incompetence or malice. I don't know if it matters necessarily, but I guess that's what we're trying to figure out. We'll go to some of these videos before we do from Kerry Lake's War Room. Whistleblowers at both MTEC and Runbeck confirmed that the legal chain of custody was not followed. No documentation taken. Personal items like handbags and purses allowed into the room as well. Just really exposing the thoroughly shattered nature of our electoral system, which again, you know, just like everything and just like I have to repeat myself time and time again, it's like these are not – uh, insurmountable issues. These are not problems that require some sort of, you know, novel creation. You know, it's, there's nothing, there's no invention that needs to be fabricated to uh, fix these problems. It's just, you could just do things normally. You could just have paper ballots and people count them and report them. And uh, it seems like it'd all be pretty simple. But no, instead, we have to have this insanely complicated, completely insecure system of reporting uh, by which nobody can know if anything's legitimate at all. Very convenient if you want to screw the election over, which, again, it's not like – it's not like we're saying that because this system is so screwed up, therefore it must be corrupt. It's just because the system is so messed up, if the election was corrupt, there's no way of knowing it. There's no way of stopping it. There's no way of preventing it. Makes me think of a, of a lot of other things. They weren't following the legal requirements for chain of custody. Expert in Kerry Lake trial, Heather Honey, destroys Maricopa County's defense. We'll show that one in just a second. But let's begin with a video from a week ago where in a – pre-trial meeting, the defendants in the Kerry Lake versus Katie Hobbs uh, trial were asked if uh, people could inspect the ballots prior to uh, the trial taking place, and they uh, made them a little bit uncomfortable. Clip number 14. Let's roll that now. This do intend to file a ARS 16677 uh, motion today for access to the ballot or some of the ballots. And so we will we will courtesy copy that on all of the uh, on council for all the parties. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little bit uncomfortable. A little bit of squirming. They're gonna ask to inspect the ballots. Gee, that's gonna make them look really bad. A little bit awkward. Zoom sucks. Yeah, Zoom Zoom is just the worst. So, uh, you know, there's there's like a lot of instances like this. I, I don't know why we can't just do things in person now. Yeah, longest awkward pause in history. And again, uh, it's you know it's not just that. For some reason, the Maricopa County recorder was also testifying by Zoom. Why can't you be in the courtroom? Are you still pretending COVID's a thing? Is there some sort of other devious reason for this? <laughs> Getting notes behind the computer screen or something? Like, why? just why? Why do we have to do this uh, through Zoom? We are not 
not necessary anymore, but that's fine. That's all right. Uh, let's go now to clip number 11, where the Maricopa County recorder admits the chain of custody is totally meaningless. They don't count how many ballots leave the you know, uh, voting area before they're received at the tabulation center. And again, just gives you an idea of how thoroughly disjointed this process is. And again, apologies, you have to deal with the many issues with doing things remotely that could very well be done in person. Just annoying, but let's watch. Have you submitted them in respect to a public records request under the law? Sorry, I see Joe standing up, but I don't know if that's live. Yeah, he's sitting. I can see him too. He's sitting. Um, I, I believe we have. Okay. And so, on election day, it would have been easy for you to figure out how many ballots he received. Yeah. Well, we had to get them all in, and it was quite a process throughout okay. the night, and I don't believe it was... You, you can look at the forms and add the numbers, correct? You could have a staff member do that? Well, we added them up. We, they're not counted at the individual voting locations. They are counted when they get back to MCTEC, and then they are recounted at Runbacker. Uh, All right. And so you reported then on, uh, I believe it was the 9th, that's the day after the election, that there were 270,000 early ballots received. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That was my estimate at the time. Now you tweeted it, correct? If you say so. And then you said that again in the afternoon on the press office, is that correct? I said I believe there were at least 275,000 early ballots dropped off on election day. All right. And was that the same number you reported to the Secretary of State's office on that day? I do not report to the Secretary of State's office. That's handled by the tabulation side. Okay, and that would be the Maricopa County Recorder? I am the Maricopa County Recorder. No, that would be the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. All right, so they count the ballots when they come in. No. Okay. I, all I want to know um, is, does anybody know when those ballots leave the polling split centers, the voting centers, how many are in the bins? When the ballots leave, the early ballots leave the voting centers, no, they are not counted at the voting center. So nobody knows how many are in the bins when they arrive at MCT, correct? Correct. But according to your testimony, they contain documents that tell you how many are in the bins? No, they contain chain of custody documents. And it's your testimony that you count them at MCT? Correct. There's like yeah we just don't we don't count the ballots really we just don't we just don't count them until they arrive at the center tabulation area but but why not <laughs> but but why don't you though <laughs> I mean I mean how can anybody trust the election I, regardless of the outcome of this trial or not is it not clear that this is just utterly screwed I mean you think that's complicated let's go now to uh, clip number nineteen where they, they make the distinction that you didn't have ballots rejected by tabulators. They just weren't being read by tabulators. Uh, okay, let's watch. So you, you don't believe that what happened on November 8th was not a disruption in the election process? 
I do not couch it as that. Are, are you aware that uh, Supervisor Gate uh, came out on election day and said 20% of all vote centers were affected by uh, these issues with ballots being rejected by the tabulators? Again, we didn't have ballots rejected by tabulators. They were not being read in by tabulators, but that's not a disruption when voters still had valid options to participate in dropping in those ballots in our secure door number three, which is a similar process that eight other counties use as their only option for voters to be able to return their ballots. Yeah, Mr. Jerry, you're not answering my question. My question isn't what other options existed for voters. My question is, would you agree that there was a disruption of at least 20% of the vote centers in Maricopa that caused delays in the voting process? Objection, Your Honor. The witness has already answered this question as to whether he characterizes it as a disruption. Yeah, I'll overrule if you can answer it. You may, sir. I'm not changing my response. Okay. <laughs> With a smug smile. I mean, I'm sorry. Is is whether there was disruption up for debate? Were there not people standing in line for hours on end? Were they not turned away? Did tens of thousands of Maricopa County voters not fail to cast their vote that day? How can you even make the argument that there wasn't a disruption? I've taken a lot of supplements over the years since high school, and they had great effects. And the science has gotten better and better and better over the years. And now with all the things we're bombarded with and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's a number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 testosterone boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's game over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
ladies and gentlemen, we're going to finish up with the Cary Lake trial here. Open up the phone lines, take your calls throughout the next two hours as we continue to talk about all things conspiracy, whether it's the great overarching conspiracy of the Great Reset and COVID scheme, et cetera, et cetera, or just the necessary domino in that chain, the conspiracy to create an unnecessary war in Ukraine for the benefit of all the worst people in the world, basically. We also have uh, some free speech topics and some January 6th uh, stuff coming up as the House GOP actually looks into Nancy Pelosi's involvement on the, the, the black day, the dark day, the worst day in American history, the day that several thousand Americans wandered through the Capitol with permission by the Capitol Police. My God, how will we ever recover? And again, all of this is intertwined, right? Because January 6th itself was a protest against the corrupt election system. And now we're seeing that that corrupt election system has been allowed to continue unabated. They weren't following the legal requirements for chain of custody. That's what the expert Heather Honey said in the Larry uh, Carrie Lake trial. We'll get to her in just a second. But first, let's return to this uh, Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, or Ricker. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I don't think he deserves a correct pronunciation. Let's go to clip number 12 here, where the Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, testified under oath that he, he did not create a pack that he uh, actually did and was very proud of. Let's go now to clip number 12. Isn't it true that you ran a political action committee that was opposed and spent money opposing my client for yes? That is 100% false. 100% false. 100% false that he ran a PAC opposed to questioning the election. Thanks to a few generous donors, uh, this is now launching. Join me if you care about traditional Republican stuff, free people, free markets, rule of law, but don't believe conspiracies about the 2020 election or that January 6th was a tourist event. The Maricopa County Recorder is launching a PAC to support Republicans running for non-federal Arizona offices who acknowledge the vi- vi- uh, validity of the 2020 election and condemn the events of, 20, of January 6, 2021 as the terrible result of the lies told about the November election. Isn't that interesting? So November of 2021, it looks like Stephen Richer was actually running a PAC that said exactly the thing that he said it didn't say. Hold on. Let it, like, let it keep going. That, that video wasn't, wasn't quite over yet. We can bring it up, but uh, so there, yeah, there it is. Uh, Stephen Richard creates pact to back pro-democracy Republicans again, November seventeenth, twenty twenty-one or uh, twenty twenty-two rather. Uh, no, uh, Republican candidates who reject the false and baseless claims that the last election was rigged may have some extra financial support in the next one, courtesy of Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Richard. I must have forgotten. He must have forgotten that he posed for that picture where his his giant ugly face is on the article talking about the pact that he created, the pro-democracy Republicans of Arizona pack that he was in question about and said he'd never even heard of. Pretty incredible. I guess, you know, we just uh, can't trust this guy, which is strange because he's responsible for the election. Seems like something you'd want somebody trustworthy, a position you'd want somebody trustworthy to uh, to be in. But, hey, what do I know? Uh Here's some more testimony. Let's go to cl- clip number two here. 25-plus-year cybersecurity expert and certified forensic investigator testifies under oath that based on Maricopi, Maricopa, election offic- uh, Maricopa election officials admitting they used the wrong sizes for ballots on election day, that it was the cause of the vote center tabulation rejection. Let's go now to clip number two. 
You've heard previous testimony. Were you here for Mr. Jarrett's testimony? Yes, sir, I was. And did you hear Mr. Jarrett testify that in the November 2022 general election, a 20-inch ballot was used? Yes, sir, I did. Would a 19-inch ballot image projected on a 20-inch piece of paper used in the election in Maricopa for November 2022 have when it was placed into one of these vote center tabulators? It would cause it to be rejected. And that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, the the scheme is actually not that complicated. You purposefully print out the wrong size ballots without telling anybody. You make it complicated to communicate or you know correct the issue on election day. That just immediately causes a massive pileup as the machines get jammed, as they try to troubleshoot what the issue is. And, you know, the outcome is obviously that tens of thousands of people will not be able to vote in certain districts. You know, and thankfully, according to uh, you know the people that run this, it was the districts that uh, would have voted for Kerry uh, Lake overwhelmingly. So you know, when it's a, when it's a somewhat close race or even not a close race, you can drastically change the outcome with just a few simple tricks, just a few simple little maneuvers here. And as reported in the Gateway Pundit, the uh, an expert in the Kerry Lake trial, Heather Honey really took a torch to Maricopi's defense. Heather Honey destroyed any suggestion that Maricopa County followed the law in regard to the chain of custody requirements according to the law of in the 2020 election, 2022 election. Uh, chain of custody experts on both Runback and Maricopa County, they weren't following the legal requirements of chain of custody. Here is Heather Honey on chain of custody. Um. Uh, ballots were received back from the drop boxes. And um, her concern was that uh, specifically the um, the seals were being removed when the um, uh, ballots were received back from the drop boxes. And um, her concern was that uh, specifically the, um, the seals were being removed from the transport containers um, and the ballots inside were not counted. Uh, she, you know, that was a requirement as she understood it. And the fact that they were just taking those ballots out of the transport containers without counting them um, was was her primary concern. And then, okay, so we have two different people you have spoken to working in two different places, correct? Correct. One's here at Runbeck, the third party vendor. And one's here at McTech, right? MC Tech. Mm-hmm. All right. And both of them are both telling you that there is no chain of custody on election day for ballots being transported from MC Tech to Runback. Is that correct? Correct. They weren't following the the legal requirements for chain of custody. So there were seals on the containers um, when they transported them. But the the specific issues were that they were just cutting them open, taking the ballots out, putting them in trays without regard to how many or and there was no documentation. Um, There were handbags and purses um, where they were processing the um, the the ballots. That was a yeah, bit of a concern. Yeah, bit of a concern. So again, just th- there is no chain of custody. You can basically throw out this whole election. If there's no chain of custody, there's no way to guarantee that the vote totals are accurate. I mean, just the, where you most hear chain of custody is in terms of like evidence for criminal trials. 
And just like in a criminal trial, if the police just come up with evidence and go, oh, yeah, here's the gun that he used to trust us. This is the one. But they can't prove where they found that gun or you know, that it was processed in the appropriate way through the legal process to guarantee that the evidence that they're presenting is accurate. Then you can't present that evidence in trial because – because it's illegal because you because anybody could make anything up and just go, oh, yeah, no, trust us. This is the gun. It's got his fingerprints all over. It's like that's not how this works. There has to be very secure process by which this evidence is presented or these votes are counted. If that's not taking place, it doesn't mean that automatically there has been mismanagement or some sort of corruption taking place but it means that if there was corruption there'd be no way of knowing it so you have to just assume that it's been corrupted you can't just assume that it's okay that's the opposite of what you should do uh but finally here is heather honey uh again expert investigator and supply chain expert 30 plus years of experience talking about how stephen richard the guy that we saw testify earlier when he was like i'm not in charge of that sort of smacks that down and was like, well, you're supposed to be. Let's watch. Recorder Richard hypothetically were to testify that, oh, no, I'm not responsible for drop boxes on election day. Would that be accurate? It's my understanding, according to the EPM, that it specifically makes the recorder or the recorder's denny responsible for uh, the secure retrieval of ballots deposited in drop boxes. So it would be my understanding that that applies um, to election day. There is no exception to the requirements for election day. So the person that's in charge says he's not in charge. He didn't actually do it. They don't actually have a chain of custody. Nobody actually counted the ballots when they left one place before they got to another. The whole thing is completely screwed. And of course, they want us just to trust this process unthinkingly just don't ask questions don't look into it don't search for evidence just let us count the votes and we can come up with as many as we want whenever we want and there's no way to prove otherwise pretty outrageous until about 150 years ago cultures all over the world believed that people got sick and died in many cases in the winter because of something called vapors they associated these poisonous vapors with cold weather Of course, it wasn't the cold weather or catching a chill that killed people. What was killing people was a lack of vitamin D3. You see, the sun via your skin helps your body produce vitamin D3. But if you're not getting enough sun, you will not produce vitamin D3. And then it's very easy for viruses and other things to start replicating and taking your body over. So now it's more important than ever because the winter's here to take high quality vitamin D3. And we have the best with our vitamin D3 gummies with calcium for better upload into your body for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Don't wait. Support the InfoWar and your immune system with vitamin D3 gummies at InfoWarsStore.com.